Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is Steel Curtain Network's Dave Schofield coming at you Tuesday night, just after 9 o'clock. If you're a Steelers fan, where else would you rather be? And with me as always, except when he's not, is my big brother Rich. Rich, how's it going? Hey, since we're in the offseason, we'll just smell what the bros are cooking. Smells what the bros are cooking. <laughs> no, uh, I'm ready to breathe in the sweet smell of spring <laughs> we'll go there um yeah we're we, this is our first episode of, no it did turn spring last week it was our first weekend of spring this past weekend i don't know i don't even I, i'm all confused You're all i know confusing all i know is that we are now less than a month away from the 2023 nfl draft yes, we are which for those of you who kind of don't like the lead up to the draft, at least it's getting close. For those of you that love the lead up to the draft, you're running out of time. You know, I'm I'm one of those guys, prime example, prime example. I'm one of those guys, Christmas is great. I love the Christmas season. I go crazy over, over the season. When Christmas itself, it's all right, but you know, all everything that goes along with it, you get guys like Andrew Wilbar and Jeremy Betts, they're all about the lead up to the draft. The draft itself can kind of be a little bit disappointing at times. Just ask Andrew, who was crying on his floor last year when he didn't <laughs> take Malik Willis. So, to me, that's you know, some people are like that, but that's not working out now, Andrew. How's that working out now, Andrew? How's that working out now, Andrew? Yeah, yeah. Well, he knew he was a project. He's saying, "Oh, you got to give it a couple years," but that's. That's not what the Steelers are looking for. Hey, that's a whole different story, and we'll get to that. He says to give it a couple years. That fits right in line with what we're going to be talking about tonight, which is how long is long enough for Steelers draft picks? Now, you're probably saying, all right, well, is it because we're within a month of the draft that we're going with this topic? No, we're going with this topic because the Steelers now have – two former first-round draft picks who were on the team last year and have moved on to somewhere else, which kind of was the I, the idea and the philosophy behind this, this show tonight. And that is, did the Steelers give these guys enough time? Did they give them too much time? Is it really a cut-and-dry answer? Does it depend on first-round draft pick versus a fourth-round draft pick? All kinds of stuff like that. Whew. So, Rich... I'm trying to think. Wasn't a lot of news since last we spoke on the Scobro show, right? They there was um Le Steelers Clark, as I said on the on the, yes. on the um week that was, you know, don't don't want to call him La Raven Clark. Uh there the Steelers um reportedly I have to say reportedly signed Zach Gentry. They have not did this. I'm trying to remember, did the Steelers announce that one? The Steelers might have announced it, but we don't know the financials right now. We really don't. Um, But, you know, the big thing is, is that one of the topics of the show, which was ironic that we talked about the safety position last week, and and so many of you in the live chat, you've got to be like, "Uh uh-oh. Most people thought that the answer for the Steelers, you know, for for what the Steelers were going to do at safety was going to be not just in free agency, but in retaining one of their own, because a lot of people threw in the name that they that they did think the Steelers were going to bring back Terrell Edmonds. They did not. Rich, what's your thoughts on the departure of Terrell Edmonds? The latest I've 
saw slash heard is that um, he was looking for a change of uh, scenery. Yeah, well, so where did you hear that he was looking for a change of scenery? I'm just curious. Know, was, was, was it somebody today? said it or was that it was implied? That's my question. Because the, the, the thing that actually has some basis to it, and I have this article coming out tomorrow morning at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, that website still exists, is that Omar Khan said today that the Steelers did offer Edmonds a contract. Yes. Maybe that's where I saw it. Yeah. That it was someone who was reporting on that and then probably threw in their opinion about it, right? Um. Yes, it was yeah. something like that. I, yeah. It was just a quick glance over. On and you can, you can draw that conclusion, but that is an opinion. And that's not, you know, that's not what was stated by Omar Khan or anyone else like that. But I, I, I can see that that's the, the conclusion. I'm, I'm concluding that in my article tomorrow because my goodness, Edmund's deal was really only one year, $2 million. That was less than what he got paid by the Steelers last year. Right. And 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 the and for those saying okay no was it he had a they're like oh he had a very low um, salary cap hit last year yes because should I go ahead and explain how it works yes go ahead and explain okay. how it works because it it's is called it, it is a yeah. little different it's called a four year um, benefit contract um, hold on let me get the exact word for it it is a four year player qualifying contract that's what it's officially called in the CBA. That if a player is on a team for four years and on the roster for every game of those four years, now they could be inactive, and I'm and they could even be on injured reserve. From my understanding, um, that's the only one that I'm not sure about. Is I got to check into the whole notion of injured reserve because the next thing I'm going to say about that once I explain what this is, what it is 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 every team can have up to two players. That you know they've played for the team for four years or more, they've they've been there for every game. It's not like they were on the practice squad or anything within that time, and they can they can actually get a one point three five million dollar savings on the salary cap. Now you don't get that per player if you do two players. You get that total either for all for one player or split over two players. Uh, last year was just Terrell Edmonds, so last year. He had a he had a salary cap hit of under one point two million dollars, but he got paid an extra one point three five million dollars with this benefit. So he made over two point five million dollars last year. And the question is, why wouldn't the Steelers at least offer him the same thing? And I have two answers to that. Either, it, you know, a sense it was reported that they that they offered him a contract. Why would they not offer him the same thing? Either one, they did, and he turned it down, or two, they couldn't offer the full $1.35 million because that's what they're doing with Zach Gentry. Now, I have to double-check and make sure that Zach Gentry was eligible for that because he was on IR during that time, but I don't think being on IR counts against you. It's the fact that you would that you were on, on the roster the whole time. That's one thing I'm going have to have to, have to double-check. So... If they gave that deal, you know, that deal to, to Gentry where they he was going to have to split that $1.35 million, that was going to come in under $2 million. But here's the other thing with, Ed, with Edmund's $2 million deal. It's based on playing all 17 games. 
he he gets a per game bonus that's like thirty seven thousand something. Whatever whatever the the six hundred and seventy thousand dollars divided by seventeen games is, that's what he gets paid per game in order. You know when he when he's there. So if he misses half the season, you know if if he misses ten games, he's out almost four hundred thousand dollars of that. So, but he's also got. $850,000 of incentives, both team incentives and personal incentives that I don't know what they are at this time built into his contract. Is, is that what is reported? So whew, there's a lot of numbers going on with that, but that's not very much to me. If the Steelers really wanted him, I think they could have kept him unless he simply just didn't want to stay. What do you and think? That could be, that could be the case. Now, he's not your typical strong safety. He could be, you, you know, he's he's more of a box safety, which could have great value or could not be what teams are looking to do. Now, you know, we're going to get into this here, so we'll go ahead and talk about it now before we get into to the rest of the draft stuff. We talked about safety last week. Now that the Steelers don't have that typical box safety to possibly bring back in Terrell Edmonds, are they looking to then replace Edmonds with another Edmonds type player? Or do you think they're wanting to do something different in the secondary? There's a good answer to this question. It's a Dave answer. And that that answer is? We'll see. (laughs) No, you know, you know, you know what my Dave answer would have been? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's that or that. Answer. I just don't know which one it is. Right. Right. Um, and and it'll be interesting to see. I I don't. The fact that the Steelers said they did offer him a contract makes me think that they did want to keep implementing things the same way. But the fact that they didn't offer him enough of a contract to keep him around with what he left for, my goodness, I I, I just don't know. That's 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 crazy. Um. And they and um, is that K Whore that says uh, two hundred one? He says that Philly gave him a six hundred K signing bonus. That is incorrect. That is not the signing bonus that he was given. Um, he was, I think, that's how much guaranteed money he was given, but that's not his actual signing bonus. So you're not wrong, but it's also not um, completely correct. So just trying to to let you know exactly what that number was. Um, His signing bonus is $250,000. And honestly, and not even $600,000. His guaranteed salary is $350,000. That's his guaranteed salary. So with the Steelers, you know, his bonus would have been based on the four year, um, salary benefit they the max bonus they can give is $152,500 on top of a base salary and then the extra 1.35 million dollars uh that's how that would have worked out so yeah it's not you know his he's he's got $670,000 in per game bonuses which you know that's really not what you know with, with they talk about players wanting guaranteed money, taking per game bonuses is kind of the opposite of guaranteed money because right. you only get it if you play. So it's very interesting. But bottom line is the Steelers don't have Terrell Edmonds anymore. So we're going to go ahead and pivot to more of the, the topic tonight. And that is, as I said before, how long is long enough for Steelers draft picks? 
So Rich, how oh, long is long enough for Steelers play. draft picks? <laughs> depends on the player. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it depends on a lot of things. You're, you're right. It depends on the player. What else does it depend depends on? on the player? Depends on the team need. Depends on yep. health. Depends health. on. I you're mean, getting there. Um, I still think the position they, they play, the system. Yeah. how they fit the system, and the and the position they play. And I also think it's on how high they were drafted. Yeah. There's no reason to, to, to hang on to a seventh round draft pick um, because could you think they're going to come around. I mean, seriously, if Devin Bush was a fifth round draft pick, do you think he still would have been on the Steelers last year? No. Probably not. Pro- possibly not. We'll say possibly not. Maybe probably was a little bit too steep. So... But although, I will also ask you this. Although I, yeah, I, go I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and bring one up that makes you sad. Okay. Wouldn't you love to still have late round draft picks still in the league? Calvin, Calvin Beecham. <laughs> I knew that's what you're going to say. Yeah, he was one of my favorite. No, it made sense for the Steelers to not bring him back at the time because he got hurt. Big Al stepped into left tackle and played. Oh, yeah. It made sense, even though even you know it is what it is and what's crazy is to think if they would have stuck with Beecham he'd still be around and play in and Big Al's out of the league so but Beecham didn't have any Pro Bowls but let's not go into Pro Bowls with Lyman a lot of that's name recognition so who but yeah that I, I know exactly what you mean but when it but when a late round guy shows you something and you think you can develop them more that's a whole different story yes so Bottom line is the Steelers moved on from Devin Bush, 2019 first-round draft pick after four seasons. I think Devin Bush is more of the exception because Um, of what they gave up to move up and get him. He wasn't just a first-round draft pick. He was also a second-round draft pick. He was also a third-round draft pick of the following year. Yeah. That's, That's what he was. He was all those had a lot things. invested. The Steelers had a lot invested into him. Yes. Now, do you do realize two years ago there was a lot of Steelers fans that were saying cut him? Yeah. Was that the wise move? No. Even though he's gone now and didn't really pan out, that still doesn't mean that they should have cut him two years ago. It didn't make yeah. sense from a from a salary standpoint. He had all this guaranteed; everything was guaranteed for him anyway. You were he was going to count against the salary cap, most if not all of every of what he was. So it made it, it made no sense to to at least not keep him for depth. Why do you think they kept playing him so much? Do you think he was their best option? Well, that and when you invest a lot into it, you. Give it every chance you can because you're hoping it comes through. And that's why sometimes really missing on a first-round pick, especially a high one, can be very costly. Because at what point do you realize, hey, they're not giving us the best at what we can have out there? I mean, mean, last year they they weren't going to bring in a second linebacker because you still had to know what was going on with Devin Bush. Um. So sometimes I go. Now, Terrell Edmonds was drafted the year before. Do you have the same kind of feeling about Terrell Edmonds? 
No. I don't. Because to, to there, were, there were a lot of people. Yeah. Early, there were there was a lot early on that said that was like, eh, was he really worth it? Was he really worth it? Whether the guy was worth the pick where we took him was irrelevant to me in terms of did I feel he was a contributor on the field? Okay. He was a contributor on the field. Was he necessarily a first round talent on the field? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. You know, it was, it it was questionable. Um, But he should have been on the, you know, he should have been on the field. So, yeah. um, his his situation, Devin Bush's situation, totally not the same. No, he wasn't regressing. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. And honestly, one of the reasons I figured the Steelers did not pick up his fifth year option was only because Minka Fitzpatrick. They were picking Minka Fitzpatrick, up. right? Yeah. Because then they actually had two guys from the same draft, and they didn't real they didn't really feel like they could pick them both up. Yeah, and honestly, and it, well, you, and we were in salary cap purgatory during all that too. So. Yeah, well, and you, and, and you got to look at this as well. Sherry Richards brings up a good point. If Edmonds was a second round pick, he would have gotten more credit. And you know what they did? They treated him like a second round pick and didn't overpay him for one year at the end of his rookie contract. That's the difference between a first-round pick and a second-round pick. They chose to treat him like a second-round pick and only have him for the four years and then see what to do after that. So you're exactly right, Cherry. I actually wrote an article two years ago. I think it was two years ago. Might have been more. That if you would have swapped the draft choices of Terrell Edmonds and Mason Rudolph – how the perspe- how the perception would have been completely different of both of them. Yeah. For the best. Because at the time I wrote this, people were like, Mason's not the guy after Ben. He was only a third-round pick. I'm like, they weren't basing it off of his play. He hadn't played. They were basing it off of where he was selected. Well, he had played. He played in 2019. So maybe it was then. It was might have been after that season. So I'm like... And that was his first NFL action, you know, basically his rookie year, although his first year he was, you know, because he didn't take the field. It was his first year of playing. And I'm like, if he'd have been a first-round draft pick, there might have been a little bit more grace given to him. And if Terrell Edmonds would have been a third-round draft pick, there wouldn't have been the high expectations given on him. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of my point of that at the time. Now we all kind of know how Mason Rudolph uh, went from there. So sometimes, you know, that, that's kind of our own thing. So, so we're kind of focusing on the first round draft picks now, and we will for just a little bit. So, so Ed, Terrell Edmonds got five years in Pittsburgh, and the report was they still wanted him back, but just not enough to pay him a lot of money. And he went somewhere else to see if the grass is greener. So it's a one year deal. Maybe he can get noticed more. Um, maybe he needed as well as he worked with Minka Fitzpatrick. Maybe he need, maybe he felt like he needed out of Minka Fitzpatrick's shadow to shine. I don't know. I had someone reach out to me and ask me some questions today. And one of their questions was about, Oh, how could the Steelers make the mistake of letting Terrell Edmonds go? And then they turned around and asked another question that said, why are the Steelers never picking up players with that create splash? I'm like, 
you can't say those two things. Yeah. Because if you let Terrell Edmonds go, it's because of his lack of splash. So you can't be upset that they didn't sign back Edmonds when he gives you no splash and then claim that the Steelers never signed people that have splash. So, because that was the biggest knock on Edmonds. Um, If anyone listened to Jeff Hartman's Let's Ride on Monday where he talked to Brandon Lee Galvin from uh, Bleeding Greed Nation, that's the Philadelphia Philadelphia Eagles uh, SB Nation site, uh, he was he was given some Brandon some enlightenment on Terrell Edmonds while Brandon was talking about the three offensive linemen that have you know that have ties to Philadelphia. If you didn't check out that episode, go back and check it out. It, it, it was a great show. And so I guess yeah, that was yesterday. Hmm. Is it only Tuesday? Wow, um, we're here, aren't we? Uh, yes, so yeah, we're here. It's Tuesday. It just doesn't it doesn't feel like my typical Tuesday. Um, so yeah, and and like and Sherry said, yeah, Terrell Edmonds definitely doesn't give us give you splash. Maybe he can in a different system, but the way he was set up with Micah Fitzpatrick, and plus, I just don't know. I mean, it's not that he didn't have any interceptions or any, you know, or or anything like that, but just not comparatively to to others. So uh, Rich, let's go ahead and take a break because I want to roll into uh, questions going beyond the first round and talk about recently drafted players and really how much time should be long enough before Steelers Nation should uh, should sh- should draw a conclusion on them. So stick around. If you're here um, on YouTube or Facebook, we'll be back in a couple seconds. For those of you in audio form, check out these messages. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, let's roll on talking about how long is long enough when determining um, with with the Steelers draft picks, how long do they really let them play out? How long does it take to evaluate a draft class? As a general question, Rich, how long do you like to wait before you evaluate if it was a good draft? Uh, about three years. Yeah, I think three years is kind of the standard. The three years is kind of the standard no, the to kind of look at the whole class. The, the the, that's right. The standard is, is the standard. Is the standard, but three years is, you know, pretty good. But man, there's a lot of there's a lot of Steelers fans that like to turn on their picks early. Najee Harris was done with by a lot of Steelers fans not even halfway through his second season. After making the Pro Bowl last year. After missing all of training camp of the preseason with an injury. And they were saying he was a done, he was done. It was a wasted pick. He's a bust. You should just move on. Give the ball to Jalen Warren and see what yep. else he got. Give it Jalen Warren, see what he's got. <laughs> yeah. It's Isn't that amazing? Crazy? You know what? You, you know what the best position, mm-hmm. I guess, is on the Pittsburgh Steelers? Is to be a backup. Yeah. Because everybody loves you when you're the backup. Yeah. He's the most loved man in town, the backup quarterback. Backup quarterback, backup running back. Yeah. yeah. All those things. Yep. Um, and speaking of quarterback... What do you have to say about those out there? It's funny that I see them occasionally. There's even some. If you ever read Bob Labriola's Asked and Answered column, you get some of these down there. That think the Steelers should be looking at quarterback in round one this year, either as a backup to get a good one or because Kenny just isn't working out. (laughs) What? Seriously, they're out there. 
I have to say, I've even seen some in the live chat in the past. I, probably not of these, maybe not this show, not of not of the exquisite listers going on right here. To think, you know, can you know, Kenny Pickett would only be the fourth or best, fifth best quarterback in this draft class? The Steelers should really look to upgrade that position now before it's too late. You know what we have to say about that? You are, with all due respect, dumb. You can't take first-round draft picks back-to-back years at the same position of a position where you only have one on the field at a time. That's New York Jets kind of loser mentality. You know, that's what those kind of teams do. Oh, we had the number three pick last year. This year we had number two. We better get a better quarterback. Well, you know what? Maybe if your quarterback was that terrible, perhaps. But come on. I mean, the Steelers won seven of their last nine games. And some people are saying, you know, Kenny Pickett's not going to be the guy. I've seen it in comments at, on the website. He, you know, he obviously doesn't have what it takes to be the next guy, and the Steelers should already be looking for them. What do you think, Rich? I, I, I almost want to, to – I'm going to bring up a part of a quote. Okay. Give me just a second to find it. Mm-hmm. All oh, right. Wait. Wrong spot. Hold on. Oh, because, come on. This is... Every day when I wake up, I say a special thank you. That, insert a name here, isn't the GM of the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> and whose quote was that? Oh, yes. Oh, he won <laughs> Jefferson, Jefferson Bartholomew Hartman. Hartman. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That, what, that was that, that was really that, good. That was okay. a real gem today. <laughs> yeah. Well, that wasn't today. That was uh was it yesterday? I thought it was today. That was the day they signed Zach Gentry. Because no, in case you it know, was not. It well, was it was this, it was the oh yeah, it was 25th. Yeah, so yeah. So yeah. I we'll go ahead and say insert name here. Okay. In Jeff's case. He was talking to one Andrew Wilbar. <laughs> Andrew Wilbar was all upset that the Steelers re-signed Zach Gentry, only because Andrew Wilbar has never could never stand Zach Gentry because Andrew Wilbar is a Michigan fan and he did not like Zent Gentry when he was there. <laughs> so therefore, when that happens, Andrew, I was waiting for another video of him laying on the floor crying because the Steelers signed Zach Gentry, much like we had whenever they didn't draft Malik Willis, and therefore. Yeah, I, I insert name here. I, I I love it, and you know what? I'll be honest with you. Some people well, might be in here. Some people might be in here that were in there on Sunday. But that's I kind of said the same thing in the live chat at the Q and A. That's why that stuck with me. Yeah, when, when that was on there, because I was just like, how often can we say this? I, I think it all the time. Yeah, I, I think it when I, you know, watch stuff on the NFL Network or. Yeah. ESPN or somewhere, you know, and I hear somebody talking, I'm like, I wake up every morning and I'm thankful then they aren't the GM of the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I really am. I really am. And, you know, I also honestly, think, yeah, uh, to be a, in all honest, honesty, I wake up every morning and thank God that, you know, I'm not the GM of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. I mean, we would, I mean, come on. This is why we're not employed by the team. You know, even though we might have some some possibly good ideas, come on, do are, are really any of us? Yeah. So 
Kathy wants to know um, who's decided to talk Andrew off the ledge this season. No, another one that Jeff Hartman says. All right, everybody, and it all depends on whatever city Andrew's in at the time. We need to we need to all post someone at the various bridges just to make sure Andrew's okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, no, we love Andrew. We really do. That's why we can pick on him. Uh, does fantastic draft analysis. Really does. So well, if you don't if does, you don't check out the Steelers loves- fix, make sure you check it out. I love to pick on Andrew, and I will still say I hate mock drafts. Yes. Andrew goes out and does all this work and all this stuff that is just not my cup of tea. Yeah. It needs to be done. It's not my cup of tea, so I'm thankful that he does it. Yeah. Because then I don't have to. Because I don't want to. Yeah. So. Yeah. Do I read a lot of his stuff? Yes, I do. Do I agree with it all? No, I do not. Do I agree yeah. with some of it? Yes, I do. Yeah. So yeah. All right. And he's Let's got. Go back to our... I was going to say his his mock three is out, but it's not. I edited it, no, it's... so I've read it, it's but it's coming out, out tomorrow. Yeah. It is. It's coming out tomorrow. So make sure you check that out at behindthesilkcurtain.com. As we said before, that website still exists. Now I think we talked about how long is long enough for Steelers draft picks. I think it was long enough for the Steelers with with Devin Bush. Four seasons, you knew what you had and that the time was over. With Terrell Edmonds, five years, you knew what he was worth and what you were willing to pay for him and the fact that he left because you didn't offer him even more says enough. They knew – and sorry, the safety mark is just really low. That's the biggest problem that he has. It is. Other than yeah. other than the you, you've got the the tippy top of it, you've got the Micah Fitzpatrick. You've got the who was it? Was it was it Bates or Bell from the Bengals that signed the huge Bell. deal with the Falcons? Wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Well, one of the two. Um, it, they played for the Bengals, so I don't really care. They're both nameless great faces for me. Um, so, <laughs> so to me. It's an evaluation process. And then you also have to just look at the value going forward. To me, the last two la- the last two draft classes are way too early to evaluate any of those players for sure. But you know where they're going. You know kind yeah. of what, what, what it's going to be. And, and look, you've actually moved on from some players from those draft classes. Before we talk about who the Steelers have moved on from recently, here's my question to you, Rich. I wrote this article today. I started this series today. I go back as far as the last person drafted on the Steelers that's still on the team last year, where I talk about what happened to these draft classes. So I, this year, I couldn't start at 2004 because Ben Roethlisberger has already been gone. Started in 2011 because Cam Hayward is still on the team and he was drafted in 2011. So that's where I started. Other than Cam Hayward, who is the longest tenured Pittsburgh Steeler who was drafted by the team? In other words, 2011, Cam Hayward. What, who, and what year is there a player still on the Steelers that was drafted by them? When you look at them class by class, you have any idea? Yes, I do. Who is it? That would be one Trent Jordan Watt. That would be one Trent Jordan Watt in 2017. There is no one left from the Steelers. From the 2012 draft, the 2013 draft, the 2014 draft, you know, which is sad because the top two players in there, both both gone for tragic reasons, and Brian Chazier and Stefan to it. 
Okay. Um, no one from the 2015 draft, although, you know, there's the possibility. There's possibility. Of, you know, Bud Dupree came in, met with the Steelers. Nothing came of it. Didn't hear anything about it. It's not very not a good sign whenever they leave town. Uh, you assume they did because uh, that was last Friday. Uh, but, you know, maybe it's a health thing. Maybe it's a price thing. I don't know. But uh, maybe they said, hey, this is what we'll give you. Go shop around and let us know. We don't know. But Dupree didn't stay the whole time. So, you know, 2016, nobody. 2017, now that Cam Sutton's moved on, it's just T.J. Watt. That draft class that was, you know, very strong, especially as rookies in their first and in their first couple of years, where well, the special, you know, very top heavy too with the top four: T.J. Watt, Juju Smith-Schuster, Cam Sutton, James Conner. The next pick was Josh Dobbs, although I really wanted at the time um, George Kittle is who they could have had in that pick, and they picked Dobbs instead. <laughs> But then again, you know, 2017, we don't go down towards the towards the bottom because we don't want to hear the name of Colin Holba again. Um, greatest long snapper of all time. Greatest right. drafted long snapper of all time by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, <laughs> so he's gone. Now, what's interesting, then you go to the 2018 draft class, and with Terrell Edmonds you know, leaving town, Mason Rudolph not under contract anymore, M- Marcus Allen a free agent, the only one left that's under contract for this year at this time is Chooks Okorafor. Yep. But also you got to remember, yeah, that was the 2018 draft. He's young. He's only a year older than Kenny Pickett. Okay. So, so you look back, I mean, if with Gentry signing back, that means you've got two from 2019 in Gentry and Deontay Johnson. So it's really about the more recent draft classes. But the Steelers traded Chase Claypool and Anthony McFarland spent – Spent spent the year on the practice squad this past year, so so and so did Carlos Davis. So the 2020 draft class is really about Alex Highsmith and Kevin Dotson, and looks like the Steelers drafted his replacement already. So hopefully, you know Highsmith you gets signed. the deal, huh? Signed. I said drafted. Yep, I mean yeah. signed. Whoops, whoopsie. All right, you got me. Thanks. Good catch, bro. So what's really about the last two draft classes when you really think about it? So, which is weird because that it it means we've gotten away a little bit from the Steeler way, which is draft, draft and develop, sign, draft, draft and develop, develop, keep yeah. draft, develop, keep draft, develop, keep. Yep. And but the whole league's that way anymore. Yeah, that's so uh, it's you know. Okay, you can't complain that the Steelers don't do enough in free agency and then complain that they don't keep their draft picks. It's kind of it's kind of tough. It's like, well, why can't they do both? You can't afford to do both. You just you just well, can't you do can't it. afford to do both, yeah. but would you bring folks in? What do you think they're doing? They're replacing guys. Well, those, yeah. those guys are your draft picks, then you're not re-signing yeah. them. Yeah. So if you look back at let's say the last two drafts, let's look at 2021, you know, because because honestly, twenty the twenty twenty draft, you now have three years for those guys. That's why I think you see so much difference. So, so, so yeah, let's start at twenty twenty. Chase Claypool traded him, got the thirty second pick overall. Boom, bonus, right? Right. Alex Highsmith possibly getting an extension before the beginning of the year, right? Potentially, potentially, you know, doing a nice job. Anthony McFarland. Sticking around, dealt with some injury, still still a possibility to be running back depth. 
you'd like more out of a fourth round pick, but you know, it's a fourth round pick. Honestly, from the third round on, you're talking 50 50 when it comes to players actually contributing across the NFL. That that honestly, third round on. Yeah. Third third round is is where it's is where it's interesting. And a lot of times those the, those players you know can take some time. The other one for 2020, the other fourth round pick, Kevin Dotson. You know, after three seasons, I think the Steelers are evaluating what they have with him, and that's why they're signing other players at guard. Do you think that's a pretty good indication of what the Steelers are doing there as to how long they really like to give their draft picks? Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's some pretty good data to get into it. Sure. Yeah. Then Antoine Brooks, he was he was gone uh, right away. He's not even in the NFL right anymore. And Carlos Davis was a uh, was on the practice squad with him this past year. That was the players drafted that now just completed their third year in the NFL. And as you can see, the Steelers have basically made their decision on all of them. Um, you know, McFarland and Davis are guys that can hang around, but not, not anything they're going to invest in. Dotson's a guy that I think they're looking as being replaceable, and Alex Highsmith. You know, Chase Claypool wasn't enough to, to to keep around when you got a deal you couldn't refuse. And Alex Highsmith looks to be the guy from that draft class that they'd like to keep. Fair assessment? Fair assessment. All right. So now let's look at 2021 and let's say, hey, how much time are you going to give these guys? Najee Harris. I think he's doing just fine. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not worried I'm about, about that. I have, no, I have no complaints right now. Pat Frerbooth, other than people that are concerned about the concussions, you know, yeah, other than having the concussion concerns, I'm I'm okay with Fairmouth. Here you go. This is the one that I think breaks the mold. Kendrick Green. Done. Yeah, I mean, he's really got to show something to be able to hang on to the and, roster this year, and and, and they shouldn't have any obligation to keep him this year. Correct. If he doesn't. And to me, I think it was just that they drafted him hoping they could convert him to center. He's not been happy. Yeah, says, eh, center wasn't really his thing. Well, guess what? He's not He he's not what we're looking for at guard. So, okay. Cut yeah, your losses. I mean, he, the, the, his, his career suicide with the Pittsburgh Steelers was, you know, one, you know, advocating for being a guard, saying he's not really comfortable with center because he's, he's just not an NFL guard. He's not, he's not built right for it. No, he, what he, the Steelers needed go, he needed to go all in at center and he didn't do it. <laughs> Yeah, and they gave him every opportunity, every opportunity because they handed him the job because of the because of the dip in the salary cap. Okay, moving on from twenty twenty one, Dan Moore Jr. A, a lot of people want to replace him, but you know what? I'm, I'm going to say it one more time. Whether you like PFF grades or not, he was the highest graded Steelers offensive lineman in the last nine games of the season last year. When the Steelers were getting better all around and the line was better, he was the highest graded lineman. People just don't – I mean, he's got the toughest job on the line at left tackle, and he's a young guy developing into it. I, I think say, I, I think this I will be a key offseason for him. Yeah, this will be a key season for him. Um, I don't know that he's hit his ceiling yet. Oh, I don't think so either. Um, the question is, is his ceiling going to be good enough to really be the best that the Steelers want at the position? Correct. Well, basically, they need to know by the end of year three. So the, yeah, this need, year yeah. is this year is huge for Dan Moore. And the fact that the Steelers did not sign 
a big name, big time um, free agent at tackle. Although they said they were in with, there was rumors of them being in with Orlando Brown. Was that to me that I think that could have been just as much to check to make sure that the Bengals weren't getting a steal. The Bengals got him. Check to make sure they're not getting a steal. Okay, they're okay. That's that's what it's going to take. Okay, that's fine. You can go. You know, um, to me, that's 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 smart moves. I don't know if they were really in that, but then you talk about the Steelers drafting a tackle high. Absolutely, but are they expecting that tackle to start week one? No. If that tackle's good enough to knock off the right side or the left side, do you think the Steelers should go with the best players they got at the time? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it's not writing off Dan Moore. I still think he's got another year, even if, and and the Steelers aren't going to stay healthy all year across the line. So uh, I, 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 I would bet more than anything that the third tackle outside of being a jumbo tackle plays more than one snap, like what happened last year. Right. That's just, if I were to bet, that's the way I would go. So that's so that's Dan Moore. Here, we got to move through this quick because we're running out of time. Okay. Buddy Johnson, already gone. Isaiah Loudermilk, to me, I think this is a key year for him as well. You know, yeah. are you really going to step up and be the guy or are you just going to be a bottom of the rotation defensive lineman? Agree? Yeah, I yeah. agree. It's mm-hmm. are, are you going to are, are you going to earn more time or are you just getting a few snaps here and there? Well, if so, we can we don't have it doesn't have to be you. Yeah. You know, Quincy Roche didn't play for the Steelers uh, either year, but is back on the roster now. Uh, see, you know, that that's just interesting to see how that goes. Trey Norwood, kind of the same deal as Isaiah Loudermilk. You know, are you going to be a guy that we can use in the secondary rotation? A guy that hangs around? He's a seventh-round draft pick. If, if, if he's just a guy that's, that's there as a backup, can work into special packages, play on special teams. That's a great usage of a seventh round draft pick. Sure. Yeah, it is. I mean, that really is, you know, and Preston Harvin, the third, I think this is his big year. If he doesn't, you know, he got much more consistent over the second half of last year. And if he continues to do that, I think he's fine. And if he doesn't, this might be the end for him as well. Correct. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, some people are, are willing to give up on Harvin right now. I'm like, I don't know that the Steelers, how easy it would be to find somebody better. I mean, they had Corliss Waitman, and they chose not to stick with him. I think he could have been better, but that's not what the Steelers chose to do at the time. So then you have the, all, all the guys this year. They're one year into it, and all except for Chris Oladokun, they're still around. So I, they still have even, even more time. I think the 2021 year was the one to really look at. So obviously we've decided as a whole the draft class of 2022 that's still with the Steelers they need some more time. The guys at the top, they're definitely more time to figure out. And the guys towards the bottom, if they don't, if, if you know they're not working out and, and they're, you know, practice squad guys or, or end up on someone else's practice squad, then it is what it is. But when you're talking about, I don't think that's going to happen because I don't think Connor, that's going to happen with Connor Hayward, you know, or Mark Robinson. I think they're going, they're not going to be those kind of guys. So I think the only one that was like that was Chris Oladokun. So, Huh. So Rich, so that's going to lead me into, because we were the last group we were talking about was 2022. And of course, the big one is always the first round draft pick. Okay. So here's my question. How many seasons, this is our big question for the night, because we're getting towards the end. 
So it's going to be a number. Everyone else, you know, get ready. Whenever I put the questions in there, get ready. How, how don't, many don't seasons? Press don't press enter. How many seasons should the Steelers be giving Kenny Pickett until they know if he's the guy that they're going to to, to sign and be the guy? Or if they're just going to then go back into the cycle to try to find the next guy, how many seasons do you think the Steelers should should give him in order to make that determination? Do, do you do you really expect me to you know change my answer? Well, no, I, no, it's whatever you want. I will say this: people were jumping the gun. Oh, I know, I saw that. <sighs> to just go ahead and. Put one out there for the late True Goy the Duff. Mm-hmm. Three is the magic number. Which, of course, came from Schoolhouse Rock. But yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. It's, it's the, the magic, magic number. number. You know what? I'm not going with three. I know where three. you're going. I like your number three because that's at the end of three is when you have to decide on year five. To me, I want to say four, but because you have to decide on year five after three, I'm going five. I'm going, I'm going, you know, or do you give him four? Yeah, now I'm going to change my answer again. Then I'm going to go back to my original answer of four. And that's not necessarily that you're giving him the fifth year option. You have to decide after year three if you're going five. Or if not, you're just then you're going forward and see if you can, you know, you could not give the fifth round, you could not give the 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 the, the fifth year option and franchise tag instead if you want to. So here we go. Still got some false starts. Gonna go there. How many years are you are you giving Pickett? There are literally some Steeler fans out there that have only given him one year and say it's you, done. You may now or they're giving him one year and I've already made the decision that he's good to go. I don't th- I think that's jumping the gun too. So don't, don't you think so? Even, even after year two, I don't know that I'm going to do because see George says four and Gabriel says three, but Thomas says four. Okay. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and throw this in there. Richard Adamson says four, if he shows improvement each year, I, I agree with that, that, that you, you don't want to now. And assuming that it's, that you're not dealing with, with a, a year of, a, a year of significant injury, right? So we're, we're assuming a clean bill of health. Dark Storm 1 says 3. Um, Steeler Chick 46 says 3. Reginald River says 4. Brian Brown says 4. And we're counting rookie years one as a year because he started, you know, game number 5 for him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, David Post says 3. Um, you know, uh, Steel Dog 88 says 4. Kathy Ford says two more after what he's already got. So that's three. Assuming that there's not a year in there that he misses. You know what I'm saying? You know, because to me, if if something like that happens, then that year doesn't count. Maybe. You know, yeah. So there's a a lot of variables that play into that part for me. Yep. Mr. Woodside says three. Um, Sherry Richards says four, especially if they move on from their offensive coordinator after this year. That's a really good point as well. Someone else brought that up too. Um, um, and then Afton Ford says three with him starting all season. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> Sorry, it jumped on me. I'll get back to you, Ruben. Um, Mike says, I'm not even going to try to go there, says one year without Canada, whenever that would be. He didn't say whatever that would be. I'm just saying that. Whether that's after next year or whether that's, who knows? Ken, that might be Kenny's year 11. Just don't know. Uh, Frosty the Bear says four is enough to know. Okay. Because remember, he was the most pro-ready quarterback there was. He was, you know, he was ready to go right. If he was ready to go right away, you shouldn't need to worry about that first year. Okay. Because I've already said I hate that whole thing, pro-ready. No one's, it's very, it's extremely rare that anyone's really pro-ready. Robert Lucky says four, and then mentioned the coordinator as well. Ruben Stone, got back to you, Ruben. Uh, he says two. He says after this year, the Steelers should know about Kenny Pickett. That's 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 quick, but we'll see. Okay, <laughs> drunk turkey show <laughs> says three. Um, Todd, Todd Faraday says three. Um, and then the, uh, Terry Bradford almost missed it because it was he spelled it out. Said three seasons. So, yeah. Now, I'm going to ask you this on a side note because we're in case anyone else puts it out there. Same deal for George Pickens. You think three years is good there? Yes. I, I agree there. Same uh, same deal with the Marvin Layout? Probably. Yes. Same deal with Calvin Austin? Only because we didn't get to see what he had last year. I'm saying no. I'm saying Calvin Austin has less time because he didn't get that year. That doesn't give him an extra year. To me, that takes a year off, especially as a fourth round pick because you're getting in, you know, day three picks. If Calvin Austin misses the whole first year and then this year just doesn't really seem like there's much going on, then I, then to me, you're he's just not really equated into the game plan the following year. And if he makes the roster, fine. And if he doesn't, then you move on. You know, you don't cut him in the offseason because he's on a rookie deal. There's nothing to gain there. Um, so, you know, we could go on, you know, Connor Hayward, Mark Robinson, I'd even group them together. I think three is a good, a good time for them as well. So, because um, like, because like Sherry says, three for Liao and Austin needs to step up. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, Austin's got a little more to prove this year because he didn't get the chance to prove anything last year. Exactly. 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 But bottom line is there's no way people should be giving up on the 2022 draft class at this time. And really they shouldn't be giving up on the 2021 after two seasons. But I do understand saying, Hey, this is the year going into it. This is the key year. This is what they got to do. Absolutely. Right? And anything else you want to say to wrap a bow on that? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. He's not the best color man in the game for nothing. <laughs> You're asking me if I wanted to wrap up, put a bow on it. You would just put the bow on it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So there, there, there you what, go. Thought it needed two bows. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. You know Jeez, what? Please. Don't know that I like saying that Madden is right, but in this case he is. But Steelers Freak says there are multiple reports that Tomlin put the handcuffs on both Canada and Pickett. Madden is right. The, the nation loves blaming the OCs, meaning I think Steelers Nation. 
I think he's right. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying Matt Canada is great. I'm also not ready to say Matt Canada is completely the problem. You really sometimes there's more than meets the eye. Now, was it that Coach Tomlin put the handcuffs on? I don't know if he did or not. But because of that, that's why I felt that that I think I said this following the season. I think you agreed with me. I said they Mike Tomlin, Omar Khan. Art Rooney, they all know what they how they treated Matt Canada and with the new with a rookie quarterback and what they allowed him to do and what they didn't allow him to do. If he had free reign and they don't like how it works, then I understood if they moved on from last year. If they restricted him at all, I see why they brought him back because it was more their decisions than Canada's decisions. Right. Yeah. So that's interesting. So, hey, make sure you're checking out all our shows. I could give you the whole rundown. But uh, I, I think those of you that are here probably know most of them. Make sure you're checking out Let's Try Tomorrow Morning. Um, that you'll get um, Steel City Insider is the noon show with uh, with uh, Jim Wexel and Jeremy. I can't pronounce his last name, but I can't pronounce anybody's last name. Um, and then, you know, tomorrow night you'll get Curtain Call. Days. What's that? You struggle with your own someday. Yeah, I know. Sometimes I can't even pronounce my own name. Sometimes you so, can't get mine right either. I know. You 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 think by now I would know it. Um, you know who I definitely don't get names right? My two sons who both whose both these first names start with the same letter. Oh, that was a brilliant idea. Yeah, I'll, I'll regret that for my the rest of my life. No joke. My youngest son today. No less than three times did I call him my other son's name. Um, it happens. So, and also make sure you're checking out the the fans first Twitter account. We're Jeff Hartman's. He, you know, we're trying to build that. It's 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 starting to get up there. But you know, part of the fans first sports network. If you're looking for coverage of other sports that you're into, like baseball, you know, there it's kicking off. Hockey. I didn't check. The Pens were down 0-3 and came back and tied it. We don't. We we don't have. Um, Tyler W in the live chat giving us updates. Yeah, yeah, they gave up seven goals. <laughs> they were tied four four in the third, but yeah, that didn't happen. Um, but one was an empty net. Oh well. But if you know, the, if you're just you know looking for coverage of other sports, make sure you're checking out Fan First Sports Network. Lots of great stuff. Lots of other passionate podcasters there. And of course, you know we bring all that we can here at Steel Curtain Network. So, Rich, what do you have to close us up here tonight? My words of wisdom. Your words? Um, is that? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm waiting for it. I've heard nothing I, but words of wisdom from you for almost 45 years now. So I'm, I'm excited. For my words of wisdom. For your words of wisdom. And on that note, can't wait. <laughs> Wait.